Welcome to the Not So Average Yogi Podcast, where we talk about all the things yoga, health, and wellness for women 35 and up who are not your average yogi. In this podcast, I'm going to show you how to use yoga and other wellness tools to wake up every day feeling really, really good so that you can go out to this world and shine like the bad bitch that you are. This is a safe space where you can expect to feel seen, heard, understood, and connected. I'm your host, Ashley Robinson, and welcome to the show. What's up, yoga besties? And today we are talking about the things that you do not need to start an at-home yoga practice. And these things apply to both the yoga studio and at home. I'm going to focus mostly on an at-home practice, but we'll discuss both. All right. So the very first thing that you do not need to start an at-home yoga practice is fancy or expensive yoga clothes. All right. I will never forget this time that I was running some kind of a special, I guess. I must have been doing like a three-class special kind of promotional thing to attend my classes. And this lady came in and showed me her outfit, which was, you know, it was very cute. She had a matching set on, matching sports bra and leggings. And I mean, you know, she looked fly. She looked cute. And she told me that she didn't book the class until she went out and bought three yoga outfits specifically to come to class and thought okay well that's cute and also but why the funny part is she only came to one class she only used one of her three class passes so I wonder what she did with those other cute outfits I mean really I wanted to see the outfits I mean the first one was really cute so I'm kind of curious like what colors did she get were they patterns it's like what but the thing is my point is she did not need all that. <laughs> if you are practicing yoga at home, the great part about being at home is you can wear whatever you want. As long as it's comfortable, you don't need to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on, I won't name the brand, uh, yoga leggings and sports bras. You don't need to go to, you don't even have to go to Walmart and Target. You can just really wear shorts and a t-shirt, whatever you have at home. And let's be real, you're at home. You can practice yoga in the nude for all I care. I mean, let your titties be free. (laughs) Let your booty cheeks flap. I mean, wear whatever you want, but you don't need to, even if you're going to a yoga studio, there's no reason why you have to have any specific or particular or name brand or expensive anything to practice in. Just wear something that's comfortable, that you can move in, that feels good, that you know, if you're in a yoga studio, of course, you want something that fits well. So you don't, the worst thing that you can possibly do. I'm so terrified sometimes. I'm going to do a forward fold or a downward facing dog. And I'm going to have a nip slip. Have you ever experienced this before? Yoga girlies, you have to let me know on Instagram if you've ever experienced the dreaded, awful nip slip. Or if you know that fear that I'm talking about, you go upside down in some pose, which, you know, for me, it would just be down dog or a forward fold and you come up and you have to constantly readjust the bra to make sure the girls are put, locked and loaded. You know what I'm talking about? Or you have that side boob that sticks out. I mean, all right, so we'll do a whole separate episode on sports bras. But if you're <clears throat> practicing at home, 
It doesn't really matter if your nip slips out, let it slip. <laughs> Just wear whatever you want. All right. The second thing that you do not need to have an at-home yoga practice is, believe it or not, a yoga mat. When I first started taking yoga, when I first started to learn yoga, I had not nary a yoga mat around. All I had was a towel or a blanket. So I was sitting in the middle of my parents' living room floor and I would just grab a blanket out of the hall closet, plop it on the floor, and that's where I did my yoga. As a matter of fact, I did not get my first yoga mat didn't come until I was 18. And at that point, I'd been doing yoga for a couple of years. My boyfriend at the time, who is my husband now, bought for me a kit that came with a purple yoga mat, purple yoga blocks that I still have to this day, a yoga strap, which I still have to this day, and a VHS tape. Okay, if you know, you know. Some of y'all are too young to know about the VHS tape life. You know, we had to press rewind and fast forward. The tape would sometimes get stuck in the VCR. If you know, you know. This is before DVDs, before streaming services were available to us. That was my first real at-home yoga experience was taking that class and that VHS and getting my first yoga mat. And it was such a luxurious experience for me, but I went a couple of years without any of that at all. All I had was that, like I said, that blanket in the middle of my parents' living room floor and TV. Whatever would happen, whatever show came on the on TV, and later I would move on to YouTube videos. But yeah, you don't need a mat to practice yoga, especially if you're at home. If you go to a yoga studio, there are usually yoga mats available for you to borrow. So that's nice. So you don't even have to invest until you're ready to make the investment. Maybe later. And the thing is, you know, the other thing is when, you know, I'm from a dinosaur ages years old. And back then there was no five below. So the cool thing is now you can make that minimal investment and go to five below and get you a $5 cheap yoga mat. You can go to Marshall's and get you one for like 10 to $15 or under $20. And you don't have to spend a lot of money if you want that yoga mat experience, because it definitely, it definitely helps your practice to have a yoga mat, but it's not something that you have to have. It's not required. I did it for a long time without a mat. Okay. Number three, a yoga studio. You don't have to have a yoga studio to have a yoga practice, especially if you're practicing at home. All right, here's the thing. Yoga studios are quite a vibe. They're quite an experience. However, some of the cons, some of the downfalls to the yoga studio life is, girl, they be trying to hit you in your pockets hard in these yoga studios. I mean, a hundred plus dollars a month for a membership at a yoga studio. And while some of the girlies got it and you do that all day long and it's not a big deal and you buy your class passes and you do what you got to do. However, for others, 145, 135, 120, 15, that's a lot of money for yoga for anything every single month. And so the benefit of being able to practice at home is that there are lots of free or much more affordable options that we have these days for an at-home practice, right? Other issues with yoga studios is crowded. 
Um, Sometimes, I mean, personally, I've taught up in a yoga space, 42 people. I've been to classes where I've had 60 some odd people in the room and our mats are inches apart. You don't have much room to spread out, you know? So that crowded experience, it's an experience. Sometimes it's nice to have that energy of other people, but sometimes it's annoying to be squished into a room beside someone that you don't know. And it's, you know, it's kind of strange. Especially if it's hot yoga and there's flying, there's sweat flying everywhere. You don't want somebody else's sweat on you or on your yoga mat. That's not a vibe. And then the other thing is, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but the show-offs, the people who are, if you're, especially if you're new or a beginner, it can be uncomfortable to witness people who have a lot more years of experience than you flipping and flopping all over the studio and you're struggling to touch your toes so and then you compare yourself and then that's takes you out of your yoga zen zone and that's not what we're here for so you can practice yoga at home it can be a lot more affordable you don't have to worry about the crowd or you know sister stretchy pants over there who is doing the most and you can't, you know, do the most at all. So anyway, I want you to know that you do not need to have a yoga studio to learn yoga, to practice yoga or to get your yoga on. Okay. You can do that at the crib at home. If you are ready to show up unapologetically as yourself, you're ready for a consistent at home yoga practice. You're ready to become that girl, you know, one of those wellness girlies that you see on Instagram, but you want to be her in real life, I want you to head over to tubiyoga.net and join the sister circle. That's tubiyoga.net and let's get started today. All right, y'all, back to the show. Number four, the fourth thing that you don't need to start yoga is flexibility. All right. You don't have to already be flexible or already be good at yoga to start yoga, to do yoga, whether that's at home or in a studio. Everybody's got to start somewhere, sis. Everybody has to start at their day zero. Everybody has that starting point. You don't need to come in and have the same flexibility as someone who's been doing yoga for 20 years or someone who just so happened to be a gymnast as a child, right? Everybody starts somewhere. You get better at yoga over time. You get better, you get more flexible over time. There's really no such thing as, you know, get better at yoga anyway. So I probably shouldn't say that, but, you know, our, because our bodies change from day to day, from season to season. There's certainly been periods of time in my yoga practice that I've been more flexible and less flexible. There have been seasons of my life where I've been, I've I've wanted to challenge myself more in my practice and times where I've just wanted to be more slow in my practice. I've had seasons where I want a good power vinyasa and I've had seasons where all I want to do is yoga nidra and chill. So our bodies are constantly changing day to day, month to month, year to year, season to season. So you don't need to be flexible to do yoga. 
the flexibility is going to ebb and flow and change and you don't need to come into yoga already be good at it good already being good at yoga that's just silly number five the fifth thing by the way there are seven things I'm going to talk about the fifth thing that you do not need to start yoga to do yoga at home or in a studio you don't need to lose weight okay I will never ever 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 forget the woman who said to me girl I gotta lose some weight before I come to your class she told me how she had heard about my class and she couldn't wait to come and she'd been looking at my website and wanting to start yoga she knew she needed yoga but she said she had to lose some weight before she came I gave her one solid look and I said "Ah, ah, we won't be doing that (laughs) you can come to class on Monday I'll see you there because what stop waiting on weight to live your life like stop waiting to lose your belly fat before you do anything with your life stop waiting to unbig your back before you come to yoga stop waiting to live your life your weight doesn't dictate yoga it just doesn't I'm an advocate a proponent I tell my yoga students all the time listen sis let your belly rolls free let them hang let your back fat back fats be free let it hang let your boobs hang and swing from side to side let them go there is no reason why you need to be a particular size or shape to do yoga you don't have to wait for that to happen Yoga is not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. It's not just for the skinny girls, for my petite ladies. They're not the only ones who can do yoga. There's no prerequisite when it comes to starting yoga. So you don't already need to be anything before you show up, especially when it comes to your weight. So sis, stop using your weight, your belly as an excuse for why you are not at the yoga yet, okay? Drop it that's over with that's done we can go ahead and drop that one off at the door so there's a bunch of different styles of yoga you can pick the one that makes the most sense for you at your particular level of flexibility at your weight maybe chair yoga is better for you if you feel like you're not quite ready if you feel like you need to lose weight what if you try chair yoga first or what if you tried um, something slower paced like yin yoga there's yoga for larger bodies classes available so weight is not going to be a thing that holds us back from doing anything in life let alone coming to yoga okay love you and your belly rolls number six you don't need a lot of time to do yoga or to start a yoga practice okay you don't need to come to an hour-long class I mean that's nice but let's be real if a class is one hour that means that we have to leave the house So there's a travel time, right? There's travel time to the class. There's arriving early enough at the class that you can get set up and kind of prep yourself before class starts. That's if you're an on-time girly. (laughs) Not me, I'd be running late. But anyway, that's just me. Don't be like me. Or, you know, let's just say there's a little bit of time after class and there's travel time back home. So really an hour-long class is more like giving like two hours but you know we don't always have that much time you don't need that much time in the sister circle membership 
Um, I have classes that are as short as seven minutes and as long as an hour. You know, there's everything in between 20 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, 30 minutes classes, meditations that are two minutes all the way up to 15 to 20 minutes. You don't need all day to be a yogi to do yoga. So drop the time excuse. All right. You can squeeze in a couple of sun salutations in on your lunch break. And that's plenty. And the seventh, the final thing that you don't need to do yoga is you don't need to already be calm or a chill person. Like you don't have to already be like enlightened or a guru or whatever to do yoga. Listen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret about yoga teachers. And I'm a yoga teacher, so I know this would be true. Most of us are low-key kind of crazy, okay? Most of us have <laughs> deal with anxiety depression we're not actually very calm we cuss people out in traffic we you know lose it and snap at our kids or our partners we get angry and upset at our boss or our parents or our friend or our siblings so there's a lot going on with your yoga instructor that might not be visible on the outside there's a good reason why we fell in love with yoga because we're crazy <laughs> we're not calm we're not actually as calm as we appear because we have been doing yoga for a long time we tend to now have the tools and the strategies in place to help to regulate our nervous system we know what to do when we get angry and upset we know how to manage our anxiety and depression better but trust me we didn't start out this way. I know I for sure did not. A lot of people call, um, comment that, you know, I'm very calm. They like to be in my energy. My energy can, is calm and energetic at the same time, which is kind of cool. But this is not an accident. This is very much intentional, this energy that you get from me. I intend to be calm and grounded. I intend to be excited and happy. I intend to take really good care of myself and be able to hold space for others. This is intentional, the vibes that I give, not because I was just born this way. I didn't grow up in a calm household. My household was chaotic. It was not organized. There were arguments. There was, it was chaos. So yeah, it doesn't make sense that I'm quite as calm as I am because of yoga and a consistent practice for many, many years, I can now manage it better. But my natural underlying state, girl, I'll cuss you out. <laughs> Listen, don't even, don't even. So a quick recap, seven things that you do not need to start an at-home or a yoga practice just in general. Okay, number one is you don't need to have fancy or expensive yoga clothes. We're whatever you want. And if you're at home, let your titties hang free. And number two, a yoga mat. Okay. You can practice without one for a while. Go to the, to the five below and get you a cheapy mat in the meantime. And then later you can invest in a more expensive yoga mat. Number three, a yoga studio. You don't have to go to the studio to practice. You can practice right at home, especially while you're still learning. Number four, you don't need to be flexible. 
or be good at yoga already. That comes with time. Number five, you don't need to lose weight before you start yoga. That's just crazy talk. As a matter of fact, I want you to stop waiting on the weight to do anything. Number six, you don't need a lot of time. Time is not required for yoga. A few minutes on your mat a day, five minutes is plenty. And finally, number seven, you don't need to be an already calm or chill person to do yoga. That calm, that chill, that vibe that you get from us as yoga instructors, as yogis, it comes with time. So instead of pressuring yourself and being afraid to start yoga, drop the excuses, give yourself some grace, and I will catch you on the mat. The baddest in me honors the baddest in you. Namaste. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to the Sister Circle. If you are wanting to start a consistent at-home yoga practice and start implementing the wellness strategies that you learned in the podcast, for real this time, let's become yoga and wellness besties together. And follow the show so that you can get notified whenever I drop a new episode. You can follow me over on Instagram at Ashley Robinson Yoga. And you can hit me up in my Facebook group, Ashley's Yoga Besties. Hope to see you there. Bye, y'all.